Hello, my beautiful human beings, and welcome back to another episode of my podcast, Intuitively Rich. And in today's episode, we have our guest, Nilesh, my old friend, my college roommate, and <laughs> overall awesome guy. And I would love to ask him questions about a few things. But first of all, welcome, Nilesh. Yeah. <laughs> and I would love to ask him about his experience um when he uh was in the it, it's not called a prison it's a holding facility and how did it affect him and what was his thoughts there and also like some questions along the way and i would love you to start with the story of what happened and how did you find yourself in the holding facility so i think we just keep the long story short um my friend and i we were ordering some counterfeit currency from basically um, the dark web and we were using it in the supermarkets around us. So he was working in the one of the smaller grocery stores which didn't have much cash flow. And so using like a hundred dollar bill or fake hundred dollar bill over there meant, you know, they're gonna notice it because it's only like one out of five bills that they made in the day. So they so he also worked there and so they sent an email saying they found some counterfeit currency and they're going to check the cameras so him and i freaked out and we went and confessed and the assistant manager instead of calling the manager which she said she would do she went and called the cops and then they arrested us on the spot so that was the story and like what was first of all like when you guys decided to buy those fake bills like have you thought it through like you thought that it was a like huge thing or like a felony or something or you guys were not like thinking it through like was it like you have have you realized that it, this is like something serious or it was just a game like no one no one would know and you didn't take it seriously i think i mean it's exactly that yeah we just thought there would be, we didn't really think about the consequences. Mm -hmm. We were just excited to try something new. I guess we both were, it was kind of also like a get rich quick scheme, you know, like just do it, uh, shortcut method. Everyone looks for that when they're like 17, 18. Yes. And they just want to get rich quick. And so they find some scheme and that scheme blows up in their face. You live and you learn. Yes. And when you got there like you guys had no idea how long you'll be there or what the consequences would be or did you guys knew something at least so they told us that they will hold us for 48 hours and that uh, then there will be a hearing and um, i mean i i mean i was very positive all along okay. i just i don't know why even when we were there like for me, it was kind of cool because at the time, you know, it was just like, it was an experience to have. And um, I was a little influenced by the internet, obviously on the internet, you know, they, they said that a lot of the people who were inspirational figures in history have been to jail. And so when I went there, I was just like, oh yeah, I'm going to be inspirational. I'm going to do push-ups in jail and we're going to work out and make friends and laugh and repent and i don't know it just it, it was my dumb young mind but when i went in i was actually quite positive to, 
for the experience to just like see what it's like you know everyone's just so scared and afraid to go to jail and i kind of actually wanted to go once in my life and see what it's like and you, you live you live for the experience i live for the experience i love that and as i know if i know correctly like you stayed one more day like they told you you are free you can go and you voluntarily stayed one more day yes and why is yeah. that So when he came, when the, my public defender came to ask me um, if I would like to go, it wasn't one more day. It was one more night actually. So he mm. came in the evening, like late six or seven o'clock, and he said you can go. And um, or the option was to go next afternoon. And I said, you know, if you're staying for two days, like I just didn't want to like pussy out. You know, I was like, if I'm here, they said two days. I'm gonna do two days. Like it wasn't much actually. If you hear like the people who were sharing the holding room, the other guys, some were there for like six months, some were there for like eight months, nine months. So when I when I was like just one more night, there was a small bond as well amongst all of us, and I think they speaking to the the guys in there really uh, opened my eyes as to like you know to not go down this path of being super experimental. and taking shortcuts because um you know sometimes you end up in there for 8 9 months 10 months and that's a big chunk of your life which and you know yeah i think staying that extra night helped me understand that i don't want to do criminal activity you know and you also Like what did you do afterwards when you left the facility? Because it is so interesting for me what what you did, and if you could share it when you left the facility next day, like what did you do and why? I so I went back to the university police station to grab my stuff first, and I met my friend who was in jail with me, and he came and he gave me a jacket. I don't know why he gave me our third roommate's jacket. which is very interesting that that happened and so because because I got that jacket I felt like okay I would be warm enough you know Minnesota it was like end of October it was just starting to snow and it was just the start of winter so when he gave me the jacket I thought okay you know I'll be warm enough I can just go for a walk because I've been in jail for two days so there's no way I want to go home first you know I just want to be outside I'm a very outside person I like to be outside and uh, i just started walking and it was it was in, in, i intended to go for a small walk you know one two hours for me that's a small walk and just um, i love walking just then go back to my room you know but kind of i started walking and then i just kept walking and then i just kept walking to the point where i, I was so far away from home that i was actually kind of lost and uh, i tried to use my own geographical mapping ability to like understand okay if i came from here and i walked this much here then i should go left and keep walking for like an hour and so it turned out that i just kept going further and further and further and further to the point where i reached a town which was like 22 miles away from where i started oh within God. like 6 7 hours and uh, a lot happened in the middle it was a very weird night but um, i just felt really free you know kind of like that mm-hmm. inner animal was just released the one that i was trapping 
maybe for years or maybe for two days in jail. I don't know. The modern society is like that, you know, like we all have this, the beast, the inner nature, the reptilian, mammalian mind, the deepest core natural unconscious being is trapped within this conscious, conscious modern society and our own uh, trappings of identity and stuff. So I think that day when I just got out like that inner natural instinct, the inner beast, you know, like I said, beast. It just came out and it was guiding me. And the funny thing was like, you know, that night I was um, like, I faced a lot of my fears and I didn't, you know, I thought I was going to die, but mm -hmm. I didn't die physically. A part of me died, you know, the part that was so tied down to everyone's beliefs of me and to what, I think I should be doing and not what I should be doing. The part that was, you know, soft, maybe the childish part, the part that was restrained or very restraining. It didn't fully die. I think I learned to understand it more and learned to understand my natural instinct more that night and especially over those days and um, how to kind of balance it, you know, not to just to be a wild animal running around in this modern world or uh, a restricted human being restricting his inner wild is just kind of like, okay, when to do what so that you can just live in a balance because we have to live in this world, in the modern day world, unfortunately, <laughs> because there's no option. So yeah, then I ended up at a lake at like 3 a.m. in the morning and it was a frozen lake and something was just like jump in. I had like some wounds and all, my feet were cramping, I was very tired, so jumping into that frozen lake, I thought there was an alligator in the lake, again, that was my fears playing on me, you know, deep in the night, it's dark, there's a lake, and the first thing you think in a stupid lake, there'll be a dumbass alligator waiting to kill you, turned out to be a little fish, and so I just jumped in, I swam around, and the cold water really rejuvenated me, brought my body temperature down, fixed my feet soreness, and then I wore my clothes and passed out in the snow, Next morning, I woke up like two, three hours later and there was a guy, like, there was some intuition that told me that there's a house here, there's a guy who's going to work, it's seven o'clock, just go and ask him for a lift. And literally, I walked like three steps and there was a guy just getting into his car and I was like, hey man, I'm just really lost, I'm a university student, I showed him my card, can you just drop me off to some, the nearest uh, green line or the metro station? And he's cool, yeah, he dropped me off and that was... Then I asked my friend to send me the map for home because this time I didn't actually want to get lost. And it taught me about the, you know, basically, like to reiterate, it taught me about the inner wild child to respect that, but also to respect the modern day structures and why they are in place and how they can be useful. So I think at that point, I, would, I didn't respect like where the world was. I was a very anarchist, revolutionary mindset, like, you know, burn the system, burn money, fuck all this shit. Mm -hmm. But I think learning from that experience was like, okay, you know, money is a useful tool system. Then society and societal constructs are useful. I don't need to unleash my wild side to go and change the whole world. I just need to unleash my wild side privately and then, you know, learn how to balance my instincts with 
the uh, modern being. Do you know your intuition was uh, stronger because of you were present or because of the cold water or because like you were like really into your body? Like why was your intuition so strong at that moment? Because I started with the faith and intuition. And that's, I think it's also years of just being a very intuitive person and doing how I feel or what the thought comes to my mind and pursuing that and just being a strong believer and with positive attitude and, you know, just courage. So that whole night started off on an intuition, right? Like walking, just taking a walk and going in some direction. I'm really happy because that night, like it was fun. I am scared to ever do that again because I could have died, you know, out of hypothermia or whatever crap. And no, that's, it's a good fear to be, to choose safety. But um, yeah, that night started on intuition. Like we just go for the walk was the intuitive guide pushing me to do it. And everything I did that night was intuition. So kind of like an intuition building I love it especially for the um, men uh, out there they are not they are not working on themselves to be that attuned to their intuition and I would love to see more men following how they feel and their intuition and I love hearing that and I'm also curious how was your expectation about the holding facility or cops or everything different or same from the reality of how it actually is because we see in the movies like majority of the people are lucky or maybe it was a good experience I don't think people who have not been into the holding facility are lucky now that I'm thinking but like how was it different from whatever you see in the movie or from your expectations I've never seen a holding facility in a movie, actually. In movies, they always show the most craziest jail mm. possible where everyone's a dick. And in fact, the officers were strict, but it was kind of like, Just because it was two days, it felt like some kind of boot camp, you know. Mm-hmm. There were there, there were bunk beds. You got three meals a day. You woke up at six. You read books, and you watch TV. You watch Walking Dead with the guys. Play cards. In fact, I was uh, just breathing a lot, spending time just breathing and meditating, keeping myself calm. Because when I was actually in in there, like, especially the food was so bad that a lot of fear hormone was being produced in my body, mm. which was, uh, was just the general negativity. But for some reason, people inside that holding cell were like really happy and just laughing because you have the really? other choice, right? Yeah, they were like laughing, they were happy, they were joking. There was one guy who was just on a strike, like he wouldn't eat, he wouldn't do anything. He was just like sleeping all day. 
and they would like force him to get up you know like the officers used to come and uh, i don't know it was um, i didn't go in with any expectation mm-hmm. i love that and it seems to me that during that time you were in the body and not in the mind yes yeah like you are breathing and you like do you think being in the body is like equal to being present like do you were it seems to me that because you were in the body you were like very present so because you were very present you were not like that reactive and you are like observing the fears and accepting them as they came and go yeah i guess you can put it yes <laughs> and yes because i love it majority of the people have wouldn't have done that and why do you think you did that because of your thought of it's so cool to have ex- like have this experience because of nelson mandela and all the people from the history had this experience or like why was it that you were like really taking care of yourself because you because so many people know the tools they know that yoga helps they might be practicing yoga or breathing or whatever their tool is but like they wouldn't have done it because at the time fear is so strong why do you think you took care of yourself and you decided to be present that's a great question and uh, i it it could be a part one was again i was being guided for sure there is some universal energy some good karma or something that you know wanted to help me go through that and learn from that because um you know it's like when it's like i i kind of got off with the slap like you know understanding that um life life is choices so if i was in jail it was because of my choices my first choice was to use counterfeit currency my second choice was to out of fear go and confess and then you know the result was me being there so it's choice and results and so if i was there it was because of me and something was trying to help me understand that and not worry because if i was there i'm going to face it and you know face it in a 100% i may not have liked being you know cooped up in one room with like 20 guys who are slightly mentally somewhere different from what i have used to but i was there and you know i couldn't leave i couldn't change the physical place so i just accepted it and a lot of that comes from my childhood i think you know in this modern world you always see everybody around you doing better like you know i'm from dubai so there's a lot of people who have something better you know better bodies better things better whatever and so i think i learned to just be very accepting over time of what i have and what i'm doing and the results of that so that's the second part so the first part to conclude was something was guiding me something wanted me to you know stay afloat and be happy and not let fear grip me and the second thing was that just something to do with my past experiences that i have this practice of being accepting and positive 
of the current situation that this too shall pass attitude i love that and it is so important to take responsibility and it seems to me that that's what you did you took responsibility for where you were and when you take responsibility and when you say like i got me here and it, it's not my friend's fault or my father's fault or the i don't know universe's fault i think then you take the power in your hands and we all have the free will so when you take the power on yourself the universe will guide you too and i love that you did that and do you think where does that accepting come from like is it from your family or did you had a realization early on in your childhood or where does your accepting nature and like this positive attitude come from definitely from my family definitely we've been in spirituality since like i was born i think i was born with it i mm. think that's just it like this is my nature over plus nurture but mostly nature to accept the current situation and grow out of it if i want in whichever way i want to grow and a big example of that in my life was when i was obese and i decided that i have to just you know start doing cardio and stop eating shit and then i lost like you know 30 kilos that was one of my first biggest achievements at 15 before i even you know grew a conscious mind i most would say so yeah i think it's i think i was just born with it yeah it's something you can learn for sure you know everybody can learn this through a lot of reprogramming mhm i love it and what would you say to the college student maybe someone is listening to this right now maybe a college student who want to get rich quickly and who does not have a patience and who thinks that like this is the turning point of my life and if i don't get rich in the college like my life is over because i see that a lot especially in the us and what would be your advice to them what would you tell them firstly you know my advice is not applicable to anybody except for me so even when i say this take it with the smallest grain of salt to anybody if they're listening so i would say one if you really believe that that's the turning point then do whatever it takes to try and make that secondly it's you can do whatever it takes but if that luck factor and the timing of life and you know god don't want you to have that thing at that time then you just won't no matter what you do and you have to be okay with that that the third thing is you can't have a goal and have that be your ultimate thing because when you achieve that goal that moment is gone that momentary pleasure of achieving that goal is gone and then you will have a crisis because now you feel this massive void you got what you wanted you did everything you did to get what you wanted you got it and now there's a void so you actually go into further depression when you achieve goals it's a funny thing so figure out what you want to do what makes you happy in the present moment and do that thing and the results will come you know whenever they talk about the get rich quick like that's just extreme luck extreme luck giving part to someone and giving someone something which you can't replicate 
So I would just say, you know, just calm down and breathe. What makes you happy? Talking. I love to talk. I love um, doing things like just being in flow and motion. I love neurotic cardio, being crazy and running and ah, screaming and things. And I love rapping, which comes in neurotic cardio. I love inspiring and helping people. I love eating. I love. Uh, I love your food too. The food you cooked. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. delicious. Well, cooking, cooking makes me happy. Yeah. It is delicious, and I also enjoy the songs you write. Like. Yeah. Especially the one song like me, Max, and my husband. We were like when we were like when laughing. We were, we had like that like song in the mind, and we were like at the. Afterwards, we were like, okay, I I had that in my mind like so much. I was like, I have to stop singing it because you know when you you know when you like sing something so much and it gets like into your head. I was like, okay, <laughs> because I was thinking about the song all the time. And before uh, I ask you the last question, I would love to ask you what is the biggest lesson you learned from the experience that transformed or changed your life or afterwards along your path like you used that lesson from that moment every moment is a beginning i love that even this moment is a beginning every moment is a beginning i love that and i would love you to tell people like um maybe what you do How can people find you if they want to ask you more questions? Or because you love people, I know, and my people might want to connect to you and like your socials and what you do, and just leave a word um, to people, whatever you want. You I mean you can connect with me physically through Instagram, call me or whatever. Um, you know. Yeah, I think I don't know. I don't know what I want to say here. I make music. I rap in Hindi, and uh, I have a startup here in the UAE where we sell healthy snacks. If you want to connect with me, connect through Instagram or maybe you know just get my number or something through Annie. Mm -hmm. And I would love to chat. I would love to help you guys out. I would love to be helped out. In fact, I'm still trying to build my own career in this Hindi rap thing and. Seeing everybody, seeing a lot of these South Asians, you know, grow, and mine still just be still at the same point, is building up some sort of jealousy. You know, I'm not perfect. We can all talk about big ideas and spirituality, but at the end of the day, I, I feel the same things that everyone else does. So, yeah, connect with me. My Instagram is king dot pinned, k i n g dot p i n d. And I will link in the description. I will link everything. And and you link. Perfect. And also, like, is there anything, any question or any topic you wanted to talk about? Then I just have not asked you about. And if not, we can just say goodbye to all people. Yeah, I think that's good. There's a lot of rambling, a lot of story. There's some good, uh, what are those words? Sound bites that people can, you know, hear and refer to later. It's a good one. Yeah. Thank you so much for. Being my guest, Mr. Nilesh, 
and <laughs> thank you so much for sharing and being so um honest and i loved like there were a lot of nuggets of wisdom in this uh, yeah. video for sure and it was a good reminder for me and i'm pretty sure it will be a good reminder for the people too thank you so much yeah. for listening yeah and thank you so much annie for being such a great interviewer and listening to what i have to say many people are not even interested they think oh you went to jail you're a bad boy that's it they don't want to know what it's like you know what the growth is and what the experience is mm. so i appreciate that a lot Thank you so much. And thank you so much for the people listening. And until next time. Bye-bye.